don't know this, then you're behind the times. The only metric that matters is convenience. Rules apply to you. Suddenly you're an advertiser. This week on Social Minds. People don't mind how much money you make, as long as you do something, a little bit of good with it. We spoke to John Kurokow and John Slater, two creative directors on a mission to restore creativity to the advertising industry. Now, they've each worked at agencies all over the world, including Saatchi and Saatchi, JWT, Ogilvy, YNR, the list goes on. Between them, their experience outweighs anyone we've had on Social Minds so far, so I would highly recommend listening to what they have to say. Yes, the Johns are too heavy creative directors but despite working in advertising for decades the pair have never seen anything like this current COVID-19 pandemic. We touched on why years of consumer data is now obsolete, why the government should rethink its advertising strap lines and why the burden brands face is something to be celebrated. The rainbow that I see everywhere in windows that's people loving a brand like the NHS. I think the logo should be a rainbow. All this and more coming up. How will life change for brands and what is the burden they face now? I think life will be completely different. Brands have spent, well, many companies have spent many years and countless dollars on data and building what they call big data. Uh, for me, um, after, the, after the virus, and even now while it's on, uh, all this data is just you know, pretty much useless. So it's, uh, it's gone from big data to rather insignificant data. And that's where I think it's going to change. And, and, and also a lot of um, chief marketing officers and CEOs who have spent their time talking about data and you know and focusing on that forgetting the human side of uh, building brands are the ones that are going to suffer I think in the long run and um, those brands that are focused on people and understanding them are the ones I would put my money on to be honest and because uh, frankly the data is now gone and everything you learned in, in college and university doing your MBAs forget it yeah it's definitely definitely a new set of rules John John what do you think yeah I just think uh, what you see now is you've got a lot of CEOs patronizing I think uh, patronizing a little bit with all these messages of uh, because of COVID-19, they're coming out with stuff that you should be coming out with on a daily or a monthly basis. Uh, it's almost like they're, they're, they're being very insincere and they're coming across a bit patronising. I think um, they need to be, yeah, as John said, a bit more in touch with, you know, a bit more empathy with, with the consumers. Uh, and I think we're seeing, we're seeing certain brands now, I mean, on top of my head, I mean, supermarkets, Aldi, Tesco, certain messages are coming through which it sound great, you know, but it's a, it's it's because of this emergency that they're sort of like grasping onto sort of their 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 consumers. So, I think you know we need to see more of that, and we should have seen more of that because we don't trust brands really. Most people, you know, it's very difficult, you know. Yeah, no, definitely. I think for me, it's been the the sheer scale of it as well. I mean, I don't think I've ever seen this many emails in my inbox from brands um, who have never spoken to me before. All exactly. of them offering their condolences and support, and you know, once you read it once you've read it a hundred times um but sort of in a, in a more normal landscape I guess there's always been a bit more of a burden on brands especially in times where people feel like governments are failing and they want to see change and they want to they want to like believe in 
in something more, um, not just corporations. Um, and sort of in reaction to what's been going on now, I've seen people react in two extreme ways. One of them saying, you know, it's a brand's responsibility to step up to the mark and be there for people and bring people together because they have such a big platform. And another side saying, well, you know, they should stay in their lane. They shouldn't be talking about this at all. Frankly, um, you know, it's not an opportunity to sell. Um, which side of the fence do you guys sit on? I'm curious to know. I think that the issue of trust is really critical, uh, which you mentioned. It's before all of this, you know, um, you know, trusting governments was so, is such a low that nobody really, you know, nobody trusts the governments to look at climate change, for example. So everyone, you know, everyone wants to do something about climate change, but you can't really do As an individual, what can I do? So you do it through your brand. And if brands took on climate change, then, and you, you know, uh, you supported that brand, then you, you're doing your bit. I think that there was a, a survey that says something like 70% of people um, supported brands and, you know, that, that did something good for society. You know, and, and if you didn't or you sat on the fence, you know, they're just going to not going to bite into you. But governments were so low in terms of trust. I think in the UK, trust in the government was down like about 14%. Is that going to change? Uh, I mean, the emphasis now obviously is on the government with, with the virus. I think it's private investors that are going to help and you know, people with money like people that put the Eden Project together. I think we need more things like that, you know, money putting into things like that for brands. Brands investing in in, in complex sort of uh, projects that, that help grow the brand and help, you know, the community. I think that's where, I think the government is not really going to help much at all, you know. Yeah. Well, people don't trust the government to do much. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see if the trust goes up in the government after this. I yeah, doubt. I mean, I'm, I'm yeah. glad you. I'm glad you mentioned that because one question we want to ask you is like, how you think people will feel about brands when this is all over? Not much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a good. That's a good question. Yeah, um, I think they'll have so many other things to think about and worry about. They're not going to worry too much about brands, to be honest. You know, they when we come out of this, it's going to be a whole new world for all of us. You know, we're going to, you know we're going to open that door. We're going to take a step outside. We're going to be cautious. Everyone's we're going to be scared. scared. Problem, yeah. Yeah. We're going to be excited. You know, uh, we're going to be hopeful. We're going to be unsure. Every emotion in the book is going to come out. It's a tricky question, Eve. You know. <laughs> That's our specialty here on social media. That's why you're good at. <laughs> You've got to do it in a subtle way, like I say, projects. And I know, you know, without being a bit, you know, corny with it, it's got to be transparent and honesty. You know, I think honesty coming from the brands in big ways, you know, um, has got to come across. Uh, I'm not sure how, but I don't know. I don't know. It's going to be tricky, as John says. You know. I want to. Yeah, ask, absolutely. I want to ask you this question, John. Uh, John with a K. The uh, you 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 opened up, and you. I want to backtrack quickly because you mentioned the point sure. about uh, data and brands had spent all this time collecting data, and it's now sort of a, a, a been a bit of a waste of time. Why Why do you think it's going to be a waste of time? Because seemingly. It's still going to be, uh, you know, it's still going to be there after the the sort of situation, isn't it? It was data built on a different world, you know, and um, and if you if you go back to people and you know and what we're facing, I mean, right now, for example, um, there are plenty of brands doing some really good things at the moment. Do we really think about it? No. <laughs> 
Um, so a lot of the data that was collected in the past is just going to be so obsolete now. You know, it's um, you know, it's going to take maybe a good couple of years for the economy to recover. People are not going to have the spending money. Um, and if they do have, they're going to be really cautious with it because you don't know in the back of your mind, you're going to think, is this going to rear its ugly head again in another six months or a year or whatever? And I better be really, really careful and I better yeah. stock up on toilet paper. And um, But also conserve my savings and try and keep my job and and all the other things that are, uh, that make people insecure. I'm hoping it's not going to be like that, but you probably, you know, maybe for a while, you know, it's going to be a bit scary, a bit hairy, people are a bit nervous, you know. Yeah, I guess when people's people's attitudes and emotions will have changed so much, but I guess, yeah. I guess you're right uh, to that extent. Any data that um, we'll have collected up until now, like largely on, on behaviour and attitude and stuff like that, will probably be obsolete, but... I guess it's really it's going to be really important for for brands to sort of do more research and I guess more frequently because things will be changing so often for God knows how long. So it's important to keep checking in and see where people are at because research, yeah, it is yeah, it is yeah. unknown. There is a lot of unknown. It's going to be fascinating. We, I mean, we don't even know when we're going to step outside again, right? Yeah. This this is an interesting point, actually, uh, that I want to ask both of you guys. John, John with Vanessa, I'll start with you, because yeah. uh, a lot of advertisers have uh, just made the decision to stop spending money, and a lot of brands have stopped spending money. And so, to some of us, it seems like it made sense. To some of us, it seems like a bit of a knee-jerk reaction. I'm just wondering what you think. It just seems that um, we're seeing less sort of advertising, and even for like the, the, the major platforms like Facebook, they've they've come out and said that you know their ad revenues are going to take a hit. They're going to go down because mm-hmm. uh, you know, and all this despite there being a lot of interest in in social media. I mean, I was just going to say, I mean, socially, I thought social was actually racking up the advertising. I mean, I know traditionally it's low TV spending is, is cut quite a bit. I know it is, but I thought social was actually on the rise, you know? Well, it's been interesting because usage has surged massively. That is on the rise. People are using it more than ever. Uh, but it's yeah. the brand, the brands who advertise on these platforms are doing that less. So it's actually bringing in less money. And it'll be things like uh, bars, restaurants, retailers, businesses right. that have had to close shop and, and stop trading. They're just trying to safeguard their budget. They're focused on paying their staff right now. And uh, marketing, I guess, is seen as a bit of a luxury. Yeah. And there are brands which, you know, up here, I noticed there's a cruise line advertising on Scottish TV. Seriously, a cruise line advertising? <laughs> At least, well, it's travel, isn't it? They want, no, yeah. because you've got cruise ships stuck around the world with people who are dying and sick, you know, and countries are refusing to dock them, and you've got a cruise line advertising? I don't think so. You know, I mean, be smart about it. Pull your advertising if it doesn't seem at all relevant, and most of it isn't. You know, even the luxury good companies like Louis Vuitton and that have pretty much pulled everything, also because they've diverted their factories to making other things, you know, which are relevant to the cause. So, yeah, I think the, the less advertising now, the better, to be honest. I just want to focus yeah. on creativity um, for yeah. a second, because you guys obviously have been in the business for a while as creative directors, you know, a long time. Now, you know, we've, we've, we always talk about creativity for good and we've seen uh, like McLaren, for instance, uh, you know, helping out making ventilators. What do you think yeah. it is, if not advertising, that brands should be doing right now to help? Oh, I think there is so much. Um, actually, a lot of them, are, um, as I mentioned, LV, Louis Vuitton, um, turned their factories into making hand gels uh, in France. 
in giving them out to the public for free. Um, actually, quite a few companies have done that throughout Italy as well. Um, I think Tesla and Dyson are making ventilators. Uh, actually, a lot of companies are making ventilators. I think there is so much more uh, people could do. You know, a lot of people are now sitting at home. The UK government has actually been incredibly generous because uh, most of the people are going to get paid up to 80% of their salary or up to £2,500 a month and uh, are sitting at home and nothing to spend it on except food or the occasional glass of wine. Um, but what, you know, maybe companies could deploy their staff in some way to, you know, I've got a, um, a brother-in-law who's, um, you know, who's been told to stay at home, not, not to go out at all, not even for shopping, nothing, the vulnerable group. Okay, he gets a pack, care package, which is yeah, absolutely nothing, nothing good for him at all except a couple of rolls of loo in there, right? I know someone did a video online and they said it, it had heavy prunes with syrup in. Who, yeah, who wants yeah. that? That's not a necessity. I know, exactly. So, you know, we go out and um, do some shopping for him and drop him in his door. If Uber or taxi companies or these thousands of hundreds of or millions of people who are sitting at home out of work still getting a salary could be deployed to deliver things or, or do something that I think would be enormous. How you do it safely, I don't know. <laughs> I think, uh, well, uh, people like Starbucks are doing loads. I mean, they're, they're, they're connected to World Wildlife Fund and uh, they build the framework about, you know, and sustainable stores, you know, and they're boasting like 30 million uh, in annual running costs uh, with green stores by 2025. And they're actually investing in training for their staff. So they're doing quite a bit. Uh, uh, Patagonia, uh, the outdoor clothing company in the US, they're putting 10 million in sales uh, from Black Friday and they're giving it to environment, you know, organizations around the world. So there's lots of people doing things. Uh, Tesco are trying to cut down on plastic waste by 2020. So, so there is people and the small companies are doing things. Uh, I think that's where the advertising coming on that, as John just said, giving people something back, giving back, you know, that's, that's going to happen to think a lot more, you know. Do you think, John, uh, John with an S, I'll ask you this one um, on that point. Do you think CMOs and, and sort of CEOs, obviously they're thinking about their bottom line, but you think they are... Yeah thinking about their bottom line in the same... Well, yeah, they are, aren't they? It's a bit like you know, Simon Sinek, you know, why, you know, if you're a really great boss, the bottom line will come eventually, but it's, it's looking, it's the reason, isn't it? Looking after the people and doing the right thing and then the money will, will come. It shouldn't be the money, you know, but yeah, everyone's worries about the bottom line and uh, but that's what's so good about his his motivational speeches, you know. It's about the passion and, and being, being a family rather than an employer, you know, an employee um i think that's that's what it's all about what he's talking about as you asked the uh, one of your questions was how does it relate it relates that in that way you know that it's not the bottom line it's it's the staff it's the staff and with the staff are motivated and passionate the money will follow you know i think that that's what it's about it feels like yeah, a real test at the moment for brands to kind of uh i, I, to, I, I suppose show their true colours and show what they're about and show what you guys have been talking about. John, uh, what you spoke about um, quite a lot, this this sort of burden, they're turning it into a kind of, uh, a, you know, a, I suppose no no brand anymore can sort of not tie their colours to the mask. They've got to show, you know, like Nike and like so many do that 
you know, we have an opinion, we are part of the world and we're trying to do better. Yeah, and Apple especially, you know, they're, they're trying to be part of everything, you know. Absolutely. And, um, you know, you can't just sit on the fence and ignore what's going on around you as a brand. Or if you just focus on promotions or, you know, again, people are just going to ignore you. Yeah, I think it's definitely not the time for product pushing. But, I mean, going back to Simon Sinek's point about having a why, I mean... Yeah. Obviously, the companies who are doing loads to sort of dedicate their resources and time um, into, you know, tangible efforts that are helping, um, you know, the the sort of fight against COVID-19 is obviously extremely valuable. But right now, is it still possible at all to fulfill this particular why with creative work? And I guess I I asked because recently I've been seeing a lot of um, like fake adverts, hypothetical adverts made for brands by like outside creatives, external people, students, um, and the brands aren't doing it themselves probably because they don't want to be tone deaf and they they do feel a bit scared. But I I mean, I'll bring up one for Netflix that um, uh, I think it was an outside agency in Miami did or just some ex creatives um and the theme of it was basically like spoiler alerts and they put out of home ads uh, with massive spoilers for netflix shows um in like uh popular places where there would normally be loads of people sort of as if to say if you go outside you're going to have your favorite show spoiled so stay inside and when i see something like that i think it's a really powerful example of how creative work can be used you know for the greater good and yet we're, we're not seeing that from brands it's it's other people who are doing that for the them ghost, so ghost as we call them. Yeah. Well, I think creativity is going to be really, really important um, for a number of reasons. One, it becomes a bit of entertainment, which people need. Um, the United Nations actually have called upon all creatives around the world to do to do something, you know, to help with the, uh, the messaging of coronavirus. I did notice someone decided to give it a logo in its very early days, which kind of oh, took really? me. And decided bit, that the virus needed a logo. Uh, please. I know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, it's, it's tricky. If, if brands try and take advantage of it, people will see right through you. You know, if you sit back and do absolutely nothing, can you afford to do that as well? It's, it's a really, really tough time. It's, it's a, it is it is a balance, but you know, it depends what you do. Um, I do like these companies that are that are making you know ventilators and gels and masks and, and not talking about it, not boasting about it. Yeah, that's a just keeping it a bit low key. But you see, you're advertising, aren't you? But you can keep it low key, you know, a bit subtle anyway. People will talk about it on social anyway, but you know, don't go out and sort of oh, we're great guys. You know, we're making ten thousand ventilators. Do it anyway. You've got the technology. You've got the smarts like Dyson and Tesla and all these people. You know, you've got the engineers on board. Just do it. And a lot of companies are doing that, which is a great thing. John, John with a K, I'm going, to put, I'm going to put this one to you again, and then John with an S, I'll put it to you. Um, <laughs> it's, it's hard because you're both called John. <laughs> but, but, um, John. <laughs> but, what I, but what I wanted to ask was, um, I want to go back to that point about data again quickly, because you guys, um, you know, when we were talking earlier, you said something really, really interesting, and, and it was sort of surrounding the kind of idea that, Brands have been so focused on data and data collection and innovation that that human side has kind of, you know, kind of left them a little bit. They're, they're not, it's not people speaking to people. It's brands speaking to robots that speak to people in a way. Um, yeah. And does it, does it feel to you like, like you said, um, brands are almost kind of backtracking a little bit and being like, oh, oh no, we're, we're still human. You know, we, we still talk to you like this and stuff. Cause it seems like, 
if, even if I can say some brands, it feels like their tone of voice has almost changed to slightly to the times. You know, it feels like everything's changed in this pandemic. Yes, the you know, the, the brands that, are, that have not been human and suddenly change, you know, not going to have much credibility. The ones that have been, like Nike, for example, and continue what they've done, continue their tone of voice, um, uh, they're, they're going to do okay, you know. The... The whole thing with um, data and, you know, it's a very simple thing. You walk around the, well, when people were out and about, you walk around supermarkets in the streets and, you know, it's uh, people buy stuff. You don't see one robot buying anything, you know. And um, my theory on all this is for a lot of CMOs and companies, apologies to CMOs, but (laughs) um, for a lot of organizations, technology or data is actually easier for them to to come to grips with you know it's it's up or down it's yes or no it's one plus one or whatever right it's it's people are really really difficult things to come to grip with and to understand and to know and to study their emotions and to deal with them you know we change our minds every second you know so if you're if you're a brand sitting there and you're trying to deal with human emotion it's tough now the ones that have always done it, um, understand that and know how to deal with that and can adapt very, very quickly. The ones who haven't done it are really going to struggle. Yeah, I think they've done it through constant research, as he mentioned before. Though. I mean, you still need to keep on top of that, don't you? Um, trends, what's happening on a, on a daily basis, you know. And, and John with an S, it sounds a bit sort of strange to say that we're kind of uh, leaning, I don't, I don't want to say leaning on brands now, but it's part of the burden that we kind of, you know, see see these brands around and we sort of trust them and we've known them all our lives, you know, we've known Cadbury all our life and we, do we kind of feel like a kind yeah. of, they, they provide a bit of a safety net in this in these uncertain times in a way? Or Yeah, they do. They sort of, as Archie call them, love marks, don't they? They're, they're brands that you can't live without, even if, you know, it's like you, you buy your favourite drink and, you, and sometimes you get a bad batch and you think, oh, that wasn't... That wasn't 100%, but you, you'll still go back and buy the same thing again because you're in love with that brand without realising it. Uh, and I think we grow up with, with these brands, like Apple, for example. You know, no matter you, you don't quibble about the price. You know, you just pay it because you want it, you know. Uh, so you buy it, you know, and Nike's the same. And these big brands, you just, without realising it, you're in love with that brand. So they've done a great job in selling you without, be, you know, thinking you're being sold anything, really. That's going to continue with with certain brands but a lot of people haven't got there yet you know i wonder if some of them are providing almost a bit of whether it's for the advertising or the things they're saying or or, or just being present in the supermarket a bit of normality it's such an uncertain yeah. time they're like yeah. the one true constant if that makes sense yeah i think i think you're right there theo for me it's like stability and normality that even if the world's gone mad outside if you turn on the telly you see like some of the same adverts as usual it just feels like business Keep as usual business, yeah, a little yeah, bit, yeah. yeah 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 i get what you're saying yeah you do you do feel that um you, normality basically yeah yeah normality is going to be really really important <laughs> as we go through this without panicking we you know without sounding a bit, you know, naive. You have to sort of come across truthful, don't you, and uh, believable, you know. Do you think that there's been there's been a lot in the news about uh, companies going into, and I've, I don't know if this was right, but I think I read something about Virgin Atlantic and obviously yeah. EasyJet grounded their flights. Do you think we might come out of this with a few brands perhaps not existing that maybe existed before? Thomas Cook was a perfect example even before the virus. I wonder yes. if there'll be a few casualties in the brand world following yeah. this. Well, certainly a lot of retailers are going to go. Okay? And um, I mean, their business was shaky to begin with. 
And uh, now, of course, it's, um, I mean, just, I think just in the beginning of this, Laura Ashley uh, closed up shop. Um, but I think we, I think we see a lot of retailers disappear for sure. Um, will there be new thing, new companies developing? Absolutely. You know, it's um, you know, but we don't know. Uh, we've never been through any of this before. You know, this is a first for the entire world. Yeah, I mean, I know there are, there are probably going to be lots of businesses listening to this podcast, and I guess um, John with a K. Following on from that, I mean, some of them are definitely faced with the reality that their businesses are going to be hurt. You know, if not gone, if not changed forever. I suppose what sort of what advice would you give anyone listening on how to best um, avoid? that happening and sort of speaking from a creative level, stay in people's minds and hearts um, until the end of this. Yes. Um, I think it's really important for every company to be, again, focus on humanity, focus on people uh, internally and externally, meaning your own staff, as well as, you know, people at their bar, you, you know, you want to attract. Um, use creativity. Creativity is just a great escape for everybody. You know, um, you know, I love to see a lot more creativity than we are seeing, to be honest. You just need to make people smile, don't you? Make them smile again, you yeah. know? Yeah, I think so. I think it's a shame we haven't seen more from yeah. um, from brands on this, but I think they are just, yeah, running a bit scared. You know, from brands, from companies like Netflix, and I know it's hard because people can't get out now and um, and actually, you know, do any filming and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but there, there are other ways to, you know, to provide creativity. And um, But I think, again, coming out of this, it's going to be absolutely critical for brands to be very creative, very human, uh, to be very positive. Positive, um, not to be scared, not to show any fear, because uh, once, you know, when your brand show fear, you know, it's the last thing as a consumer you want to see. Yeah, you don't want to see fear. You just want to tap into people's emotions and make them feel good, you know, and that's hard to do, but that's that's where creativity will shine, you know, just making people feel good without hammering the brand down your throat, you know? Yeah, definitely. I think it's interesting on your point as well about obviously production sets will have been halted so people can't go out and film videos. And what has been sort of until, well, for, for the last few years, at least a very video led landscape, especially online. Um, I guess now we're seeing the virtues of other mediums sort of come into play or come back into play. Because uh, I guess people still have Illustrator or Photoshop on their computer at home, if nothing else. I mean, do you think there's maybe a, a positive there, a bit of a silver lining in terms of we might be able to explore other areas of creativity because it has, it, well, it has had to sort of make us be uh, a bit more resourceful absolutely i mean all areas of creativity are important um whether it's art or music um film illustration writing you know i think people are people may go back to reading a lot more i mean mm, i know i have <laughs> it's been a positive thing yeah that's great isn't it to have a hold a book you know yeah yeah and drawing and actually yeah and not drawing on ipads but actually pen and paper yeah no a lot of people doing it are looking on facebook and every all of a sudden everyone's an artist you know and uh, so people are experimenting with their with their talents you know and finding things out so yeah uh, to your point eve there will be more smaller businesses that actually will will work from home and do well you know you guys have briefly said you, you, you'd you like to see more creativity uh, from brands in this sort of hard time. Of the creativity yeah. that you you have seen, I mean, one example was uh, a lot of brands seem to be uh, taking elements of their logos, like I think McDonald's did it with the golden arches and sort of moving them apart to see social That's distancing. Right. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen any other good examples of, of work that you thought is truly like, you know, 
on the surface level that's that's actually quite clever that's quite unique that's quite good yeah i know a lot a lot of brands have been doing the sort of separating their logo and i guess i'd be interested to get your thoughts on it because there's been really mixed reviews i mean like full disclosure we um did it to some of our own brands uh three of them and i guess it it was because we were trying to spread the message of social distancing because the people who are engaging with those brands they do actually really listen to them they have like really engaged audiences and that's a message that needed to be listened to um but there's a lot of a lot of people on um online especially um especially in response to mcdonald's for some reason they've seemed to get the brunt of it um saying that it's basically a gimmick and it's not really doing anything i mean i'd be interested to see uh, hear your thoughts 100 percent honest i think okay from my point of view i mean i like it but you know it's it's creative guys talking to creative guys, right? And it's the yeah. ad guys talking to the ad guys. I feel like that's always our problem, <laughs> not ours, industry problem. No, it is a problem. It always has been a problem. Yeah, of course. It yeah. is. And you'll probably see a lot of them in award shows next year when the award shows come back. Yeah. But but will they will they sway people out there? No, I don't think so. The thing that moved me was uh, with Banksy. Uh, he did uh, for the homeless. You know this one, John. A park bench, uh, a bench against a wall. Um, it was Christmas ad, 2019, and it was talking about homeless. And he just had this guy, sort of, you know, with his sleeping bag wrapped around him in newspaper. And uh, Banksy had drawn a, a, a chain and of reindeers taking him away like a sleigh. Aww. Now, I thought that, now, to me, that's touching people. And it's talking about homelessness and, and wanting to give money to shelters and that. That, that sort of, to me, mm. is making people feel good. Yeah, I, do you know what? I think I think the same, like, that happens when it's more art, which it would be from Banksy. It's, like, very art-heavy advertising, which I think as well is why a lot of students tend to get that that level of creativity and just hit the nail on the head because they're thinking more like artists. Well, I think, to me, that it strikes a big chord in me. I mean, I was in Berlin last year and just walking around Berlin and they were talking about all sorts of issues and causes. And that, to me, is advertising, but done in a cool way. And you take note of that, you know, and I think there should be a lot more of that, really. Yeah, no, definitely. And with the coronavirus, I think a lot of people, a lot of companies are staying away from it because it's really, really difficult to strike a balance. You know, you, you, you don't want to be too funny about it because it's not funny. You, you don't want to be overly serious about it because you know what it, you watch the news and you see the government response at five o'clock every night and it's it's always serious so it's you know it's really hard and I think a lot of people are just staying away from it because of that yeah I mean it's never going to be everyone's cup of tea is it especially now when people are like we're going to feel like very strongly either way I actually want to share a stat with everyone that I read earlier today um based on an episode we had recently um with Olivia Downing and she said it would be nice for some brands to sort of entertain in this time uh, because that's what people are looking for um but you know it's been a really heavily debated topic and I actually saw a piece of research earlier today saying you know more than half of people said it's not time for brands to be humorous I think one thing I mean everyone loves the NHS and what they're doing as, as a as a corporate you know government uh, I think really the, the rainbow that I see everywhere in windows and I think that's people you know that's people loving a brand like the NHS I think the logo should be a rainbow you know I think that that's talking to people uh, that's yeah, really emotional the windows and yeah, well, I, I think that's human, isn't it? That's that's cool, you know. That's 
that's real. But if, if a brand tried to latch onto that and say, you know, um, you know, Thursday, 8 p.m., hand clap is brought to you by such and such, no. <laughs> but a lot of, a, a lot of them have been doing stuff. Campaigns, yeah. a lot yeah. of, it's, it's funny, a lot of them have been doing <laughs> stuff, haven't they, with the NHS in mind? So a lot of uh, brands sort of delivering free food is, is, is one of them. Yeah. I'm sure I've seen some other campaigns surrounded about the NHS. Again, like free taxi rides, these kind of initiatives. Timson's uh, 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 dry cleaning suits for the homeless and, you know, barbers are cutting hair, coffee houses are, are giving away, you know, free coffee if you collect some garbage. There's all sorts of little initiatives, you know, going on, millions of them. I, th- I think companies should do more and more of that, but just do it. You know, if people like what you do, they'll talk about it. You don't have to talk about it as a company. No, you'll get your advertising through the talk. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, do it, but only do it if you really mean it. <laughs> yeah, that's the result. Because it shows, doesn't it? It shows, yeah. If you don't mean it, you can see right through it, you know. What What do you yeah. think? We've, we've, we've touched on it briefly, but when all this is sort of said and done, what do you think campaigns will start to look at? What will advertising campaigns... Uh, sorry, start to look. That's another good question, big question. Eh? I mean, maybe it's not looking like anything at all. Maybe it's bulletin boards in cities and towns. I mean, maybe it's like a news bulletin. I've no idea about that one. What will it look like? It's news led, I think, like news. For me, I think um, a number of things. One is um, anything that can sort of pull communities together, that getting back to that sense of normality, they can give people some hope, um, that can. Um, you know, the interesting thing that's happened is in the vast majority of cases, people have stuck to the rules, you know, kept their distance, stayed inside. You get a few yobos who don't, right? But, um, you know, in a vast majority of cases, people have followed um, the way it should be. And um, and they should be rewarded, you know, by brands when we come out of this by saying, you know, well done, guys. You know, we pulled together as a society, as communities. Uh, let's get back to a sense of normality. Let's rebuild um, our communities. Let's, you know, rebuild the economy and rebuild our lives. And that's, you know, that's where I think brands should go. But it'll probably, you know what, in about five years, you'll probably get back to that. <laughs> But you're, you're absolutely right. See, I think it's um, it'd be really good to celebrate and continue, you know, this coming together that we've that we've now experienced. You know, I mean, humans, we do like we, we like our communities. You know, we do like to socialize. You know, um, I think a lot of our media has kind of separated us and said, "I'm going to talk to you as an individual. Forget everything else around you. Everybody else around you. Everybody around you." Um, but I think you're absolutely right. I think you, especially social can rebuild those communities and help rebuild those communities it'll be a great thing to be honest and that's what social was in the beginning to be you know and yeah absolutely it's you know it's when brands started to say i'm gonna you know i'm gonna talk to john slater because i know he buys hair dye products and uh i'm gonna sell him every single hair dye product i can find out there no i think you're right it's been one really like silver lining I guess for me uh, only with my professional hat on is to see like people using social media for socialising again like it it does feel like even though that everyone's in completely different places and sort of stuck on their own it feels it feels like a community when you get online and whether that's your own or like sort of an extended one that you have just on the internet you can actually really feel that sense of togetherness I think after this and if not right now it would be daft for brands not to incorporate that in their creative messaging in the data they run in the research they provide and and how they reach people totally agree with you there yeah yeah before this we saw a lot of abuse on social you know whether it's um pro pro Trump anti Trump or up here you know pro SMP 
anti-SMP, pro-independence, anti-SMP, stuff like that, right? And there was a lot of abuse. And uh, it's nice to see a lot of that actually disappear right now. And People talking to each other about real things, yeah, and, and caring about each other. That's quite nice to see, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Well, people connect in over social because they have to, because they can't connect physically. At the yeah, moment. I feel like we're only, we only do good things sometimes as a race when we're forced into the situation. I've got a question for you. Um, we've gotten used to everybody talking about, uh, you know, this being an unprecedented time, and to some extent it is. But you guys have been mm. in the industry a long while. You know, is, is there maybe there's ne- never been anything like this. And seemingly brands are going to, you know, it's kind of sort of uh, trick me once, you won't trick me twice, surely. They're, they're going to have to come to terms perhaps with the reality that this could happen again. And I wonder if therefore they will put any kind of measures in place to, I don't know, be prepared for that. Be more. This is so unique, you know, to to all of us. It will happen again. I think not. it's inevitable, you know, and um, I'm more concerned about governments making sure they're, they're ready and prepped because they certainly weren't this time. We don't have much faith in the government, do we? I was, I was talking to a friend this morning about that and uh, we're just way behind, you know. Um, I think China seems to have a handle on things better than we do, you know, when it comes to governments, you know. Yeah, definitely. And Germ- Germany as well, Germany, another good example. Yeah, they are. Yeah, Germany, yeah. I think that's why, though, again, people are people are looking to brands and companies and people that have sort of similar, well, probably more money, um, like money and, and resource to do the things that governments are failing to do, yeah. I mean, there's been no shortage of money, um, either privately or from government or from companies, going into vaccines and ventilators and gels and um, huge amounts of money around the world going into all this. I think the, is, the issue with the government is to be... is transparency and honesty you know um, you know you watch every newscast and you watch every interview with a government official and the question of how can germany you know test 500,000 people a week and we do 50,000 at the best you know and uh, you can't get a straight answer yeah definitely and i mean transparency has been a massive word in our industry for you know the last two years at least i guess maybe maybe it's a bit of a rhetorical question but do you think that people are going to have even less, if not absolutely zero, um, tolerance for no transparency, like going forward. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think I, so I think too. so as well. I think they'll be very, very, very wary of what people are saying and think twice, you know. But humility doesn't hurt sometimes, you know. <laughs> Definitely. I think businesses should probably look to the government's mistakes because... I guess they're as much a sort of entity as as they are in people's minds. It's probably a good time to ask you what you've what you've made of some of their uh, recent kind of advertising and the stay home, uh, stay safe, protect the NHS messaging and all that. Because there's been a bit of uh, this is something that Eve touched on, I think, on LinkedIn. But there's been a bit of debate around whether their messages, particularly their, their copywriting and their advertising, mm. has been that clear at all. No, it's been done by different, uh, as we said before, by a bit, bit ad hoc, really. It's uh, been done by people at home on the Mac and they're thinking and, and they're creating some, some advertising for their for their uh, LinkedIn account or whatever. And it, it is a bit all over the place. Yeah, there's no, there's no theme or there's no idea, you know. Terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I was being polite, I didn't want to say it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is terrible. I mean, a, great, a great opportunity to do a campaign from the government, which, yeah, single thought, single message, 
be very, very clear, but know that. No, so many people have tried and tried um, the NHS for the last five years, I know, trying to come up with a campaign. But now is the best time in the world to crack something, you know. But guys, what's, yeah, what's, no, what's, what's, the, uh, what's, what's the lay of the land with, with government these days? Because, uh, you know, you'll remember years and years ago, the Tories had Satchis who helped them win, win the elections. Yeah. And, the, and does it seem like the government are, you know, utilising them uh, anymore or, or the different agencies for different departments from what you guys? <laughs> I don't, I don't think they are. I'm not sure, to be honest, but they should. They should, yeah, of course, yeah. No, so our our CEO, Steve, actually reached out to the UK government and offered our help um, as an agency. Yeah, I, I don't, I, well, they didn't They didn't get, like, get back to us with a yes. And I think I read somewhere that they've partnered up directly with the social platforms like Facebook. So my guess is they are doing that kind of stuff in-house right now. Yeah, that's, it's a kiss of death. The worst really, thing you do is do it in-house. In 99% of cases anyway that's well the proof yeah, is in the pudding I think the messaging has been very confused and the British public are reflecting that in their actions which again are very confused and here's the other thing you know when we were out and about we maybe didn't see it that often but we're stuck at home so we're going to see every single message that comes through you know we can't miss it now we're on social we're on TV we've got nothing else to do yeah people are seeking it out yep you know, it's terrible. It'd be interesting to see what governments around the world have done. We should do a bit of research on that, you know, if anything. I wonder if it surprised you or not, but there was a story that broke uh, recently about seven major companies, and I think Amazon was one of them who have actually been upping, you know, while everybody's been stopping spending, they've been up- upping their social media spend in particular. And Amazon, just, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I, I can't, there was, there was seven on the list. I think there was even an airline on there, believe it or not. But I wonder if this is the kind of you know, Uber Eats as well. Yeah, exactly. You know, client of ours is. is, 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 is I wonder if it's going to be one of those uh, times where you do have the uh, brands taking the opportunity. You maybe have the money to uh, ride this storm. Something that we uh, spoke about on this podcast was specifically the big tech platforms you know is it going to be a case that they're going to weather the storm more than anybody because of all the money and whatnot well amazon makes sense i mean people are sitting at home and they're going to be ordering your stuff for delivery you know so i imagine their business is going to just go through the roof even more so than before the same as the supermarket delivery systems that can't keep up right now right what about personal level working on advertising i mean i suppose nobody's kind of Nobody feels safe at the moment as, as far as job security um, is concerned. But I wonder how people will feel, people who work in advertising, you know, people who are sort of entering at the start of the career, how they'll feel when the dust settles. Like, you know, surely it is going to be a case of, right, let's try and streamline in places. I think we're used to it as an industry. <laughs> you know, we're, any ups and downs, what's the first thing it's going to, you know, first thing it's going to be cut is usually marketing budgets and advertising budgets and, you know, and the... Uh, in the industry of every over the last probably 10, 15 years, it's certainly seen its margins go down and, you know, there's not a lot of cash flow there. So, yeah, a lot of people will not be rehired. But the biggest problem is, is as we said before, in, in-house, in keeping it in-house. Big, big mistake, that. Big mistake. Why is that, John? I just think the standard of the work would, would be would just go down. It's just it'd be all over the place because um, there's not enough skilled or, or talented people in, the, in these in-house pools. I believe anyway whereas in, in the agency world your place you search for good people don't you to work with you know colleagues that are really sort of hungry to do great work but i don't think that's in-house you see i think they're just grabbing people that can use a mac you know basically 
Yeah, and that's, no, and, that, I, and, I and that's not that. and that's not working the right way. So that's a big mistake. And the more we can get rid of that, the better. I think. You know? I wonder if that does become a worry then after this, when you know we are potentially in a recession and brands are kind of looking for ways to to, to save money, like you said, save John, money, yeah. budgets yeah. that they were going to see in that. Well, they sort of think if they've got Photoshop and they know English and they know how to copyright and they know how exactly. to art design, well, like, yeah, it doesn't always desktop, work out like that. <laughs> it's like desktop publishing and everyone got a Mac. I mean, bloody hell, everyone's a designer, you know, everyone's an instant art director. Well, they're not, you know. Mm. Anyone could do an ad. <laughs> <laughs> an ad. Not everyone can do a good ad, though. Yes, blame, blame Steve Jobs for this. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll wrap up guys with a final word of advice um, I've, you know you touched on it a few times earlier but if you could both give one nugget of insight or advice to, to brands marketers whoever weathering the storm now what would it be just be truthful and talk the truth to people you know and just hold on to that thought tell the truth and uh, I mean we talk about the burden on brands it's it's not a burden in a negative sense. Uh, I think it's actually a great opportunity. You know, there are there's a, there's a private sector and the public sector. The you know governments are not trusted. Um, it only leaves a private sector. And there's nothing else. So and that's you know as a brand, you know, um, don't see it, don't look upon it as a burden. Um, you know, it's a good thing if you can th- fix things in the world. If you can make life a little bit better for everybody, you know, people are going to appreciate that. And um, and you can sell stuff at the same time. That's okay. There's an old thing. You know, people people don't mind how much money you make as long as you do something a, a little bit of good with it. Yeah, you know, absolutely. People will resent you making a lot of money if you just keep it to yourself and you don't do anything with it, or you treat your staff badly, and so on. And again, after this, a lot of I think a lot of stories are going to come out about how staff are treated and how CEOs operate. So I think CEOs better be really careful coming out of this because you know, boy oh boy, it's going to be some interesting fallout. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean, wise words there, John and John. Thank you so much for joining us today albeit remotely. Hey, pleasure, guys. No, it's great to talk to you guys. Great to yeah, talk keep, to you as well. And you, and you guys are great, so keep doing a great job. Thank you yeah, very you're, much. You're doing a great job, yeah, I love it. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Well, thank the, the, you. the feeling is mutual, yeah, and, you know, hopefully the next time we speak, it'll be uh, better circumstances all around. So. Over a coffee somewhere, yeah, yeah. we'll meet you uh, that would be nice in Manchester would be good Manchester let's get back to Manchester 100% oh nice one guys take it easy take care guys thank you for listening we really hope you enjoyed this episode if you did please remember to leave us a review on iTunes because it really really helps and allows us to bring you brand new episodes every single week this has been the Social Minds podcast with myself Theo Watts Eve Young and produced by Ollie Thompson